I think that humans always tend to talk about rubbish and because they don't really want to face the reality of them. Auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. Boys, are you buzzing? No, thanks, the call. No, 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 listen. I'll have to play it back. You'll have to do it again. Modern talk? 
Hi, I was wondering if this was the same Chris T who does um, the radio show. Because um, if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. You know, Chris, the, the thing about being upset is that besides it sometimes being a turn on to women, is that it's not a state that you really want to be in when you make an important decision. I know how to talk to people. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Commie. You want to know what I think? I think you're some kind of deviated prevert, and that you were organizing some kind of mutiny of preverts. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days, and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny wiener. Now you tell me. It's me, Chris T. Hey, look, I'm back live here on thehoundnyc.com, where every Sunday at 3 p.m. you get yourself a hound howl, and then your pleasure and your excitement doubles at 5 p.m. when Mark and Miriam bring you Crash in the Party of the Doo-Wop Chop Shop of the Air. You got those doo-wops on vinyl. It's been a while since uh, I've done a live aerial view. Just haven't been able to. Been otherwise occupied on Friday nights. And uh, so I've been rerunning Aerial View Archives. Last week's Aerial View Archive came to us all the way from 1993, if you could believe that shit. I set up my digitizing station here in the Aerial View HQ. And I can dub all the outmoded formats that Aerial View Air Checks reside on, including you got your cassette, you got your DAT, your digital audio tape, you got your mini disc, and that's about it, really. No reel-to-reels. If I had to, I could dub from a reel-to-reel. I could make that happen. Uh, But never, never... Did I ever air check the show on reel to reel? It went like this. It went cassette, and then dats came along, and oh, wasn't that an innovation? And then mini discs, and then finally recording directly into a computer as a WAV file. So as I slowly begin the rollout of that digitization. I will make those shows available. I'm even trying to figure out a way to put them in the podcast stream without totally fucking everything up. Speaking of fucking everything up, the Supreme Court has come to the end of its session. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did they do some big things, huh? Boy, did they get some big things done for their corporate overlords and those evangelical Christian types. Uh, all those people who said in 2016, what about her emails, or she's a terrible candidate, or I can't bring myself to do it. Ugh. You know when they say elections have consequences? Elections have consequences. This is what they mean. There has been a, if you haven't been paying attention, a sharp rightward drift of uh, the Supreme Court. Sharp rightward shift. With rulings on uh, abortion, guns, and climate that uh, really depress the living shit out of me. I don't know how else to put it. Maybe they're depressing the living shit out of you, too. We got the phones open for just a little while here at 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. 
But in just a uh, little while, we'll welcome a returning champion, Keith Hartel, as we talk about bro choice. Not pro choice, bro choice. I don't even know what that means. It just sounded funny to me. And it was inspired by all the visits I've made to Brohoken lately. Hoboken, Hobroken. I don't know what to call it, but there's a lot of friggin' bros. Post-collegiate types, fraternity brothers, baseball cap backwards, so you know they're, they're up for a good time, so you know they're up for anything. A lot of bros wandering around the streets there in their flip-flops and their khaki shorts and college t-shirts and backwards baseball caps talking way too loud on their phones about finance. It sort of sickens me and uh, makes me glad I got the hell out of Hoboken when I did, but uh, Keith Hartel is there and (laughs) we're going to... We're going to talk bros. Also, um, happy Canada Day to all my Canadian friends. I wish I had known before a few minutes ago I would have asked Canadian Dave to join me on the program. I did reach out to Canadian Dave by Facebook Messenger, but he's probably had a lot of Labots by now. Or Molson. And he's um, three sheets to the wind. I wonder if there's a good Canadian expression for being really drunk. Uh, So, yeah. The number here is 760-422-5528-760. I call AV. The phones are open for a few more minutes before we say hello to our special guest tonight. And bring him on board. Before we do that, there's going to be a brief upside-down update, which is uh, our look at the news. And uh, looking at the news, it's fairly horrible. Uh, You got the war going on in Ukraine still. You've got the stock market shitting the bed still. And uh, you've got democracy on the ropes still. That's all terrible. I'm 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 looking for the good stuff. I really am. Let me let me see. When private jets ferry billionaires to small town Ohio, Idaho, that's probably not good news. I'm gonna go out on a limb. The giant African land snail has been spotted again in Florida. It grows to the size of a fist and carries a parasite. That causes meningitis. Well, I wouldn't call that good news. Monkeypox is growing. Also, not good news. Where's it? Didn't I ask somebody to get me some goddamn good news? I want Don on the phone. And where are those pictures that I asked to see last week? Where? Got me coming out of a goddamn upbeat song trying to do a death dedication. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> 760-422-5528. 760-I call AV. We got a few minutes left here if you want to join in. And then uh, going to throw it over to Bro Hoken, Ho Broken, whatever you want to call it. Oh, here's some good news. There's a play based on the songs of Leonard Cohen. Uh, oh, it's not a play. It's 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 a show. You got you got Jeff Buckley in it, and wait a minute, isn't he? I thought he was dead. John Cale, Brandy Carlisle, Eric Church, Judy Collins. What? Bob Dylan? What? It must be a film. Never mind. Here's some news. Let's see if this is good. Uh, let's see. It's about, oh, it's about the summer. It's about being at the beach. It's about swimming. It's about Jones Beach. Oh, it's about a shark may have bit a guy. 57-year-old man. His right foot may have been bitten by a shark. 
We weren't at the beach today, but uh, Sweet Tea and I did go to the beautiful, sparkling, brand spanking new Weehawken Pool, which will soon be renamed New Jersey Pool because apparently they took Green Acres funds to build the thing, and now they have to open it up to everybody in the state of New Jersey, supposedly. So uh, here we were thinking it's our own private Idaho. Look at this beautiful resort we have. We can go in and there's not a lot of people there and the water is sparkling clear and you got a view of Manhattan and you could put your misshapen body in the water for a little while and then lay out in the sun and now because uh, some people are looking at it with envy thinking why can't I use that pool why not me We were there today when uh, a loudmouth appeared, because there's always a loudmouth when you're trying to enjoy yourself. This guy decided to start chatting up a woman at a Chase lounge not far from where his was, and he was doing it like this. Yeah, I grew up here. I've been here 40 years, and, uh, you know, uh, I know the mayor. I've known the mayor since I was born, you know, and I bought a couple of condos over there on Park Avenue, and I went over to the mayor's office, and I said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know someone's a loud mouth. Here's how you know. I'm going to explain to you. Let me mansplain to you how you know somebody's. It's not even mansplaining. It's like Chris-splaining. How you know someone's a loud mouth. Here's how you know. You ready? When you can't hear the other person they're talking to. That means one of two things. Either they're yelling into their phone. That could be. Or they're, they're a loudmouth. Or I guess you could be a loudmouth yelling into your phone. So we only heard the one side of the camera. We only heard this guy, yeah, 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 I'm Italian, and my cousin's a commercial fisherman, and, you know, seven miles down rivers where they get all the seafood. You like seafood? I'm Italian! And I just, I, I, I just, like, I turned to Sweet Tea on the Chase Lounge next to me, and I, I said, there's, al- there's always... There's always a loud mouth. You can't avoid the loud mouths. Keith, I hear you moving around back there. I said mute yourself. You must have thought I introduced you. So let me introduce Keith Hartel all the way from Hobroken. Brohoken. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what happened is the sound cut out for a second and I panicked. You know, I am uh, a professional. Uh, and so I don't panic when things like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I just the show must go on. This is live, live. Ice man, ice in your veins. Do you want to comment on anything I've said so far? You want to start with the shark uh, sighting? No, no. I got to Jones speak Beach. On behalf of the fucking um, the people who have had the various attitudes about Hillary that that, you, that you're taking exception to. Why did I know you would drill down on that one? Well, um, I could because we've talked about this before, but, yes. but there's a couple of important points because it's really like it's not even about disagreeing. I mean, it's it's disagreeing with the framing. It's not disagreeing with like that. Yes, yeah, it turns out it's really fucked up that Hillary lost, made things worse. Like, yes. All right. We, we can totally agree there. Um, but here's the first thing that drives me nuts that I see is like when you say but her emails, right? Who now, because for one thing, I only see people that are yelling at people for not voting for Hillary or having a shitty attitude about Hillary and say about her emails. But like, what's the actual thing that that's characterizing that you're hearing from the people you're talking about when you say it's that? not to me, it's not characterizing anything. It's just shorthand. It's just a shorthand way of shorthand. saying without saying Hillary or Clinton or you should have voted, held your nose. It's a shorthand way because it was a meme it's a very shorthand way of saying uh, a lot of people refuse to vote for her for the flimsiest of pretexts. It's it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. I don't even care about her emails, honestly. It's just at this point we all know what that means. It's a shorthand for for the your for someone's pretext and and not yours because we have discussed this before. And if I remember correctly, you did hold your nose and pull the lever for someone you thought was a seriously compromised candidate. 
Um, I have to be honest and say I, I, I would have, <laughs> but I was um, two things. Um, what, I mean, you know, it doesn't make here. But I also I was very busy that day. I had a gig that night, and Keith Tatum because it was an election night gig with Tammy. Oh, great! Women can't get abortions because you were very busy that day. Fantastic. People can carry guns anywhere in New York City because you were busy that day. Well, you know it wouldn't have made a difference if I voted. Here. What if it did? What if it was that just that one? Yeah, like one <laughs> vote. That it didn't. We both know, know it didn't matter. I know. I know. That. I know. That's an important thing that we blow off because yeah. that's what's that we're yelling at the wrong shit. Because the first thing everyone should be yelling at electoral college because Hillary won the places. You know, the, the the most rogue, like fucking third party voters are all from the safe states with all the, you know, right. Left right. Right. Um, I, I hear that. So who do you who do you who do you think is most on the hook is the the people you just mentioned, like the third party? I'm voting for the green candidate people or who's who's most on uh, on the hook? The Democratic Party. Absolutely. And here's why. It's not but her emails. It's but her FBI investigation. She was being investigated by the FBI. No one has ever tried to run for president while being investigated by the fucking FBI. It was ridiculous. And we were told to act like that wasn't going to be a thing. And it was like, I don't know. Seems pretty fucked up. And it is what fucked her up. It is what prevented her from winning if there was any one thing. It was Comey coming out 11 days before the election saying, we found more emails. And on, and whose on whose laptop was that again? Who was it? I can't Anthony Weiner. <laughs> Come on, man. That was a ridiculous candidate, and people knew it, and, and it was, you know, it was strong-armed. It was, like, entitled. They, like, it was, it was, and, and you know, and th- so those two things, though, it's just, like, for one thing, so we have a dumb system is the real reason. Like, she won more votes, and the, the Electoral College is a dumb system that is really just showing itself to be, I don't know, it's, it, it, out, outmoded, like it's outmoded, really like all my 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 air check mediums, outmoded like cassettes, outmoded like dats and mini yeah. discs, outmoded. I don't care how many of you twerps out there fetishize that shit. We got rid of it for a reason because it was terrible. Cassettes were terrible. They uh, would routinely get stuck in your dashboard, in the cassette player in your dashboard. You'd go to pop it out. And all the tape would be wound around the capstan and then fuck you. Cassette is like, fuck you. Go out and get another cassette. They would routinely um, just melt in the hot sun if you left them in your car. It was a terrible medium. You'd have to rewind and fast forward. But go ahead and fetishize it. That's were on, on one level pretty much worse because now you're recording digitally onto a magnetic substrate onto mylar with a layer of magnetism on it. And God help you if that thing glitches at all. You, your digital recording is completely fucked. And then mini discs. Ah, mini discs were okay. I'm not going to go off on mini discs, but come on, it was a, it was an interim medium. The electoral college is pretty much like the cassette of the world. People still fetishize it. They want to keep it around for some reason, but it's terrible. It needs to be replaced at this point. And so, yeah, I would agree with you. Absolutely. But what about let's talk about the Supreme Court who just ended their session with these uh, three major rulings. I want to make one more point, though, before we move on to that, because this is what I think is important is that so like because you had the, the, the various, you know, we're we're the two different kinds of Democratic voter on the internet yelling at each other there. You're the, well, you people who had an attitude about Hillary. And I'm just like, ah, it was, it was stupid to vote for Hillary. We said she was going to lose. We said she was going to lose. You have that argument. But what we find out is if we, if we get past the fucking, just what people just blurt out, we, we actually disagree. What, what do we disagree on here? It was like, she was not a good candidate for the reasons of the FBI investigation, which did stop her. And it's really because of the electoral college she lost. So, if you and I, a guy like you and a guy like me, who basically agree, if we're arguing about who had the wrong attitude about Hillary, who the fuck does that benefit? You think about that? Yeah. Yeah. Who? I don't know. Who? Who does it benefit? Hillary. The fucking oh. Democratic Party. You know what I mean? Like like the system. It benefits the system as it is. It benefits the... If, if they keep on talking about not enough people vote, 
And no one comes back with like, no, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, you know how like when I say it didn't matter if I vote here, but you said, what if it did? No, yeah. but it didn't. And the thing is that what if it did? They always, there's always that, that whole like, um, the, the way we're taught to think about voting as this like sacred thing. And it's like, well, we have a dumb system where in a lot of places, it really doesn't matter if you vote for a candidate. And we have to pretend like, yeah, but voting is so holy that we mustn't be cynical about that. It's like, no, man, we should be fucking pedal to the metal angry like about that. Hmm. Hmm. I agree well, with you. Like angry at the system instead of the people. Like we're angry at people. And it's like, it's really, it's the system. And the system was not set up by the people that are here now. It's the geritocracy, I tell you. The geritocracy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You would agree with that, eh? Oh, no, man. Man, they, they, erased, they, erased, they erased us. They erased the Gen X. Did they act, they act like the millennials or what came after them? No, it was us. How come we're not running things? Because they fucking dominated us, man. Our parents, they were very, they were very selfish generation. They neglected us. And they dominated us, and they only thought about themselves, and they're still doing it on a global, international level. And, uh, you know, Generation X is just like, we were the coolest, man. We had the last great music. Yeah. The last rock band Radiohead. And, um, you know. Hey, did you, you see know, the, did you see the Sex Pistols series? Pistol? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. And I had fun. I'll say first what I thought. I had yeah. fun. I know... Uh, it, it's not uh, probably exactly how things went down. It is pretty much what was in the Steve Jones book, Lonely Boy, that it's based on. I I had a lot of fun. The music was great. Uh, I love that they made the band, who played the band, actually play the songs. And Danny Boyle, you can make another series about The Clash, for all I care. Just keep making shows about bands from 1977. The Damned, uh, The Clash, X-Ray Specs, all that stuff. I enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I basically, pretty much exactly what you said, I would, I would say. Um, I, I just, because what, like, because when you first of all say like, you know, you know, how accurate is it? Is like, yeah, you just got to assume it's generally, not, very generally not accurate. Like, you know, it's not really the point of the show. You're saying. So let's even say you don't even. I wouldn't even worry about that, but it, there's an accuracy of what I think is like a, like a tone or like something of like how, you know, if you read about the Sex Pistols lore, you know, it's a very lot of lore that happened over like, you know, two right. years, you know, if you read about the Sex Pistols, like, so it's, it's, it's kind of like that Beatles when they, when you see let back, get back. And it's like, you have this whole story in your head and then you see it played out. And the Sex Pistols story is one of those things. And that's what it is. I just thought that they got the thing the way it was in my head, it was true to that. And I thought it was really good that they didn't have like a skinny, good looking guy playing, you know, I mean, by, you know, TV actor levels, uh, Steve Jones, mm. like, like, I didn't think that the uh, cast was too overly beautiful, which would have been a, a danger. Um, and yeah, I just thought that I thought the tone was right. I thought the music was handled well. I agree with you. I didn't even know that the band really played it when they were learning it. Those scenes. Yes. No, they played it. They every scene they played in, they were playing the music. He wanted them. He was sent them to band camp, and he made them learn the songs and actually play the songs, which uh, works uh, a lot better on screen than people trying to lip sync. Oh well, no. The amazing thing is, is because this is what I, I said to Tammy is like when you know because when they were learning uh, um, submission was that the first mm -hmm. song they or, or 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 lazy or whatever yeah whichever. Which, you know, but when he's I'm a lazy sod. Yeah, what's that song? What's the song with lazy sod in it? Now I gotta try to remember. You're only yeah, twenty nine. So yeah. la lazy. It's called yeah. lazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when your mommy dies, she will not return. Yeah, I. It's a lazy. It's lazy sod. That's the name of the song. I think it's lazy sod. Go ahead. You were saying. I think, I think it's lazy. But okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, but uh, no, but that scene, I just, I just said to Tammy, like, this is what it really sounds like when a band that can play this well mm -hmm. is figuring out how to play a song like this. Like, this yes. really sounds right. And I thought it was the first time I really ever saw that in anything. When the, you know, when someone like learns, like, here for the first time, you know, we're primitively working our way through a, our 
song. Right. Um, right. First time I ever saw it look authentic in any kind of uh, film depiction. Well, there you go. Pistol. It's highly recommended by me and Keith Ortel. Watch it. I, I'll probably watch it again, actually, come to think of it. You know why? Because nothing mm. nowadays is fun. Everything's a fucking slog. We tried to watch Under the Banner of Heaven because who doesn't want to see Mormons commit murder? And it was uh. a slog. I mean, snoring. We, w- we would both be snoring within 15 minutes of that thing. And God knows the book it's based on is, is really fascinating. If you get a chance to read Under the Banner of Heaven, please seek it out. But the show, they, you know what they do? They take these things that could be done. This pistol show is six episodes. They take these things that could be done in six episodes and they make them 10 or 12 or whatever. And you're like, it's way too fucking long. You know, I, 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 I got to agree with uh, Pete Davidson. You need a short ass movie. You also need a short ass series. Just do six episodes and, and get it over with. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm bitching a lot, but that's there you go. Pistol. Seek it out. Watch it. It'll help you forget. The horrible shitstorm that we have all been living through for the past, I don't know, however many years. It seems like forever, but it's only been a couple of years, really. And that brings me to my next subject. You have the COVID, don't you? Yeah, I'm getting over it. I I, 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 might, I mean, I just feel like I just feel like I just got over a cold is my basic feeling. Yeah. Bad, you know. Yeah, so uh, you were, uh, I mean, how has the experience been for you? Because I know a couple of people close to me, friends, I'd say even, who have the COVID now. And I'm uh, wondering what your journey, your COVID journey has been. I I loved it. You loved um, it? Yeah. You loved it? Yeah. Why? I, I, Why did you yeah. love having COVID? Because I love not doing shit and I love canceling shit and not going to shit. And I had, um, well, I was supposed to be, I mean, I, of course, always feel better after I do the things I'm supposed to do. So I don't really want to be a shut-in, but I do. But so the the day I got it, I was supposed to, um, I had to wake up early to go with Tammy to record um, with my friend Tom Bojour in his studio in Weehawken. And I woke up feeling sick and I was kind of like, yeah, man, I might be like, I, I'm sorry, but I think I might feel too sick to, uh, you know, is it all right if we maybe can't do it today because I'm sick? And, and she was like, of course. And then because um, she's a conscientious wife, you know, she made me get the well, I did a home test, which tested negative, but then I still felt sick by the end of the day. So she made me go and get the rapid test at the pharmacy. Yeah, the PCR yeah. test. You know, down on the corner, that test. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got my when I got my positive result text, I was like Larry David when he found out his mother died after the first time he told someone that he couldn't make it to something because yes. his mother's dead. <laughs> I just went on a rampage of like emailing because I mean I had to. I was supposed to have to wake up. You know, I mean I was supposed to go to a rehearsal in the city the next day. And I was supposed to today. I was supposed to be in like Heightstown right now, or no, driving to Heightstown, driving an hour to go rehearse with some band today. I don't want to do this shit. And then instead, it's like not only so not only can I not do anything, and 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 then I also have to just stay in my man cave. And it's just like, well, all right, man. Um, you know, it's time to just. I got to go back and get that second and third season of Westworld again and make this new episode work. And, oh uh, shit! You know, I'm like two minutes. seasons behind. I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel terrible. We didn't watch season two or three. Um, you know, it's. It, can we it, can we it, skip it? Well, you have to understand it if you want to go forward because it's so convoluted. But um, I couldn't get into season two, and I loved season one. But I kind of made it half-assed through season two. Season three, I thought was better, but I didn't get it as much. Because I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't understand what was going on, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. Here I uh, thought we'd be talking about the Supreme Court and bros, and we're reviewing TV shows. Which is okay by me. That, by the way, it's like, if you want to ship straight to the Supreme Court, that's, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Well, yeah, let's talk about the Supreme Court for a minute. Because there are now uh, people like Susan Collins who were saying, hey, Brett Kavanaugh lied to me. These people lied to us. They sat there with a straight face. 
All I could think of is Jerry Lundegaard from the film Fargo. You sat there with a straight face and you told me. You know that scene early on in the film where the guy is pissed off because he's got to pay for the undercoating? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, the great William H. Macy, is, as Jerry Lundegaard, goes in to supposedly talk to his boss, but really they're talking about the game, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so Susan Collins is like, he lied to me. He sat there and told me. He believed in precedent. None of these right. people believe in precedent. I mean, from Donald Trump on down, they don't give a shit about precedent. This is the whole move fast and break things shit that Zuckerberg foisted on us. This is the whole, you know, who cares about tradition and norms and the thing, the way things used to be done. We're doing it different. And if it means, you know, uh, making democracy as outmoded as mini discs, then that's what we're going to do. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, well, here's the thing is like when people talk about like Susan Collins, like I, like I, Susan Collins is a Republican, right? Yes. She's supposedly a moderate one. Yeah. So, so my thing is kind of like, all right, no Republican is going to vote against, no one of any party is going to ever vote against their, the appointment by their president. Um, and, and of course, like whatever, they just need that lip service. And then she could, you know, all this shit that's how it's playing out. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know, not like, I'm just saying, well, what, what would you expect from a, a Republican lady? Like, like, of course, she's going to pass him because he says, like, I promise I will, you know, do the bad thing. By the way, um, member of the gerontocracy, she's 70. Right. Or she will be 70 on December 7th of this year. Member but, of the um, gerontocracy. Yes. The way that you're looking at it as like this acceleration thing. I, I see it as like, I mean, you know, you, you know about this, like, I don't know, 30, 40 year, like the, 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 no, no, no. I I want to correct you now because I don't see it as an acceleration. I see this as the end point of a very long game that they have been playing for a very long time, you know, via the federalist society, getting these judges into the federal districts and then onto the Supreme court and really knowing because they did the research that these are gonna these are people that are gonna vote the way that we want them to vote. They're with us on this shit. They're with us on there is no such thing as a climate crisis. They're with us on you should be able to carry your gun any fucking where you want. They're on they're on board with the whole idea of life begins at ejaculation. Apparently, every sperm is sacred. They knew that these people were on board with all that shit and they they were very patient and they worked the levers of power to they also did a lot of lying and cheating let's let's admit it but you know there you go and and my question to a, f- a friend the other day and I'll ask Keith is why can't the democrats do the same thing why are they still bringing a knife to a gunfight is what i want to know oh cuz they're cucks you but- know but here, here's here, here's what it is, though. I do have an idea about this. Um, for one thing, like like when you when you're talking about the Supreme Court and you know the the, the long game, right? I, I separate the Roe versus Wade from the guns and climate because the guns and the climate stuff to me is just like that. That's really that's the corporate shit. But that, yeah, that's you know, your that's the shit. corporate overlords. That's responding to the corporate overlords. Sure. But but this this whole the 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 abortion bullshit that is we're talking about this. I'm convinced the wrong way, because my thing is that is straight up. It's it, that is a religious thing. That's a Catholic thing. It's not it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream to conservatives to be like really. You know, I mean, like a lot of Republicans get fucking abortions like it's just it's very normal. It's a it's it's mainstream. Abortions is mainstream. So how do you how do you explain Sonia Sotomayor, who's also Catholic, though? I mean, is she just a different kind of Catholic, less extreme Catholic, someone who believes sure. in the separation of church and state, unlike Lauren Boebert? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. It's it's like the Muslim. It's like Islam. You know, make all just make all the parallels, and that's what it should be. Is like we argue about it wrong because the Republicans come. I and mean, this is how. Okay, the knife to the gunfight thing. This is why it's like that, in my opinion, is that. The Republicans love being religious, and so they have this like 
you know, religious piety thing. Well, so do the Democrats. Their religion is identity, though. That's their religion. That's what I, well, that's where I'm going with this, is that Republicans are smart on this because they have their leg, okay, render unto Caesar. Caesar, here's what Caesar gets, the knife fight. And then the religion, okay, that's, that's the ideal self that I can't be exactly like Jesus in this world. Whereas the Democrats, since the Republicans have this religious fucking tone, one of the things the Democrats do that infuriates me, you ever notice like when like the Pete Buttigieg or Nancy Pelosi or whoever, they start bringing up their fucking, their religious too? Yes. Like they want to be, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I fucking hate that. Who wants that? Who, who are they trying to appeal to with that? I hate it. And, but then it becomes the Democrats have, so when you said how their religion is an identity, yeah, it, and it becomes that there's a true thing that Republicans say about Democrats, which is no matter how maniacal Republicans are, there is a way that Democrats talk about Republicans as pure evil and totally to be dismissed and not listened to. Um, that's different from how Republicans will talk about Democrats as crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like it's meant their mental ill, mental illness. Well, and, to, to be fair, they also add in evil. They want to destroy the country. They're evil. Well, they'll, 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 they'll throw that in too. But I'm saying that there's a way that the Democrats will kind of have this moral hygiene is like that Republicans have are innate. It's an innate evil. Like I just I don't hear as much. If you could ever vote for that person, I could never talk to a person who ever did that. I don't hear as much of that talk from Republicans. I frankly don't hear any. And Re- Democrats love saying that shit all the time. Yeah. Democrats also love identifying someone like Bill Maher and saying, he's, he's not liberal. He wants to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he self-identifies as He's one, insufficiently one doctrinaire is what he is. Insufficiently doctrinaire. And, and that's... Yeah, look, I would agree. There is a problem there, and the Democrats are going to get their heads handed to them if they can't figure out a way to talk to some of these people that uh, otherwise are feeling like left out of the conversation. Pete Buttigieg, by the way, today there was a like I think it's a thirty billion dollar plan to reunite neighborhoods and places that were torn asunder by the likes of Robert Moses. When he put a highway through somebody's town, and my first thought was like, "How the fuck are they going to do that?" You still have the highway going through the town, so how so? How are you going to reunite these communities that were torn asunder by Robert Moses? Good luck with that project. But maybe you could just spend that thirty billion dollars fixing some roads or something. I mean, you know. You know I, go ahead. It's so funny because it's like that entire project is 100% because Pete Buttigieg is supposed to be like a future president. And so far, zero black people like him at all. So he has to turn like his department into like a like a racial thing. So you see the stamp of cynicism on this thing is what you're saying. Mayor Pete is the most cynical operator on earth. I think. You know, it's funny because you have held that opinion a long time and we've never really discussed why, you know, you see you feel that way. I mean, I know when I saw him in those debates, he looked like a uh like like some kind of artificial intelligence uh political uh candidate. I I, I don't know how to describe it. There's like the word false would flash in front of my eyes in big letters. Like, why is this guy so false? He doesn't seem genuine. And that's what people want now. They want that authenticity out of their candidates. You know, they want something authentic. And and Pete Buttigieg is not giving me authentic. Am I wrong in these feelings? Oh, you couldn't be more right. And what he's doing is, like, here's a thing I, I've heard said about Obama. Um, which Because Obama, to me, he was definitely in my lifetime um, the first and one of very extremely few you know, political orators that I really got psyched listening to at any point. Um, but in in the long run, you know, if you go over all the stuff he ever said, like a lot of his power was tone. And it's and there wasn't necessarily always a huge amount of content. Like there there was when he really needed there to be. Yeah, you know but I mean? a lot of it was sort of boilerplate inspirational stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So Mayor Pete is copying the approach. Now, Obama, that's a natural gift, that kind of charisma of that delivery that like 
you know, like, as Obama has, it's that mix where, like, totally professionally political talks in political cadence, but seems utterly authentic. You know what I mean? Like, like comes across as naturally himself more than, well, that's why he was, that's, that's how good you have to be at that to be a black president. Well, here's right. the thing I'll, I'll give uh, to Pete Buttigieg, because I don't think that his heart is necessarily in the, in the wrong place. I do think that it's, is, is it possible that, you know, before he came out, growing mm. up gay, a lot of what he presented to the world was false. He had to act like somebody he wasn't, and maybe that's, at this point, part of his personality. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but when I heard that project, my first thought was like, how are you going to do this? The, high, no, well, the, the highways go. are still there. What are you going to do with $30 billion? And I think I'm getting that figure correct. It's I believe it's $30 billion, which in 2022 in America is like a drop in the bucket for these agencies. They don't think that $30 billion is – it's barely enough to get out of bed for, which is amazing when you think about it. So, well, I, I want to go back to the point about the gay thing because yes, um, the, like you look at it, like his history. Do you know? Do you know how, under what circumstances he came out? Was he outed? I don't know. I I, I don't. Oh, no. oh, you're gonna love this. Yeah. Uh, he was he was running against a black guy for mayor, and so he was like, now the thing is, is like now Pete. One of the things that's been said about Pete from people that knew him is that basically for his entire um, sentient lifetime, he has had his, has been, you know, dedicated to becoming president of the United States for his entire life, which is psychotic. And um, he's like Tracy Flick. Yes. Yes. yes utterly. Utterly. A hundred percent. Wow. And that. So. So now, you know, that the, like, like, if, you know, you don't want to like uh, start making assumptions, but. The closeted gay politician is definitely an archetype. And like being a closeted gay, I don't think goes against the grain of being a politician. So I think that he's a closeted gay politician in a world where now it's actually an asset, if anything, to be gay. Well, if you're a white guy, at least. Yeah. Uh, So what you have is the fucking gay guy that sucks because what he would have been if it wasn't the time we are now is he just would have been another one of these like. You know, the, the Democratic Mike Pence, or I was thinking Lindsey Graham, but I'll, I'll accept Mike well, Pence. Lindsey, sure. Graham, Lindsey Graham is actually. Hey, let's talk about Mike Pence for a minute. How come he has? Why isn't he more upset that people were trying to murder him on January sixth? He doesn't oh. seem all that upset about it. What do you think is going on there? How come he hasn't been like? I don't like I don't, that people wanted to hang me. I don't believe that. I don't believe they were trying to hang. Well, I believe, look, here's what I believe. I believe mobs take on a life of their own and a logic of their own. And mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened if they actually got him in their hands. We don't know. I mean, we don't know what, which, how far they're gonna, willing to take things. And whereas you'd like to think they're going to stop shy of putting a noose around this guy's neck and hanging him in front of the Washington Monument. But who knows? There might have been one or two assholes from Ulster County, just saying, in that crowd who'd been like, oh, we, we came here to do it. We're going to do it. We don't yeah, know that. We don't know that. Just, but even but, if we don't know that, why wouldn't he speak out more forcibly against the noose and the gallows and the people who were saying they wanted to hang him? Well, because what, what, what is he supposed to say? Like, well, first, I want to make one point, which is just that politicians, that's why they have Secret Service. They're always under constant threat of being murdered. That's the whole thing. Like, that's their whole All right, life. there's constant so, threat and there's immediate threat. Uh, okay, constant, it was, sure. It was an immediate threat. Yes. They were never going to get to him. They never were going to get to him. And they didn't. Well, here's they, why they I think him. he won't say anything more forceful about it. He thinks uh, that those people are somehow magically going to vote for him. If he somehow magically manages to become a candidate, a viable candidate, he thinks somehow magically that uh, that base will somehow magically come on board. Or is he just counting on the evangelicals? I don't know at this point. But, man, 2024 is shaping up to be, uh, you think this is a shit show? Oh, my God. I think Dwayne Johnson better throw his hat in the ring real fast. The, the, the athlete formerly known as The Rock, 
I keep saying this to Sweet Tea. You know, he made a TV show about running for president. I think he should really run for president. And I think he could probably win. And then you got a Samoan in the White House. And then things get really interesting. I think it's going to take somebody with the celebrity level of that who Mm -hmm. is a hidden Democrat. I'm not sure he talks about his politics all that much, but I'm pretty sure he's a Democrat. Somebody like that. And it wouldn't even matter all that much who your running partner is going to be. Who's going to run as vice president? It could be literally anybody at that point. But I I don't know what else is going to... Because Joe Biden's not going to do it. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. He's got this horrible approval rating. Inflation's incredibly out of control. The price of gas is murdering him. There's just way too much to take care of before November. It's now July 1st. July, August, September, October. You mean to tell me in five minutes... He's going to pull out of the dive that he's been in. What do you think, Keith? I tell you this. Uh, well, you, you know the way the media is covering Biden. They're they're telling they're telegraphing this so fucking hard. Here's my prediction. I'm going to make the most obvious prediction I haven't heard anyone make. And I just thought of it today, and I was like, why did it take forever for me to think of this? I should have thought of this immediately, a long time ago at least. This is the this is the time for AOC, man. AOC. That's who should run for the Democrats. Don't you think, though, there's a lot of Democrats group near the center, more moderate Democrats who think she might be too severe? No. Well, they, they've, they've been doing if you're following her from the from the left, like you like watching the criticisms of her. They she's actually they're She's they're mainstreaming her. They've been gradually doing it. And she's, she takes heat for it. But she's still like like she she's the only one that she has some of that, like, the system sucks, you people should be angry kind of talk. The Bernie stuff, I mean, direct descendant of Bernie, and that's connected to the thing that appeals to the Trump people, too. I'm not saying she's winning them, but I'm just saying this anti, like, something must change. We are dissatisfied. We're getting ripped off. The system is rigged. Like, you know, um, she's someone that will talk like that. She's young. She's a fucking star. It is like, you know, what's All right, here's the here's the ticket. Dwayne Johnson for president and AOC for vice president. Um, I would say I don't know. I could be I would, AOC AOC is the Buddha judge. I think what Buddha right. judge thought was in 2020 is AOC. This is AOC's 2024 if she wants it. That's my opinion. I I think she may be perceived by some. As too radical, too woke. She insists on saying Latinx when the polls show that uh, people in that community don't like the term Latinx. And she continues to use it. So I, 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 I think, among other reasons, people would be put off by what they see as her being too woke. You know, And I don't even know what that word means. I'm not going to get into a conversation about it. I'm just saying... You know, it's become a thing that people actually talk about now. And I don't know if it's I, I she may need to temper it a bit. No, I, Who I knows? Agree. OK. All right. So we agree. Fine. I think that she will, though. I think she's a, I think she's pro. Like, I think she wants to go pro. She's been making a lot. She's been she's made a compromise every single time the chips were down on her. And when they tell her, like, look, if you want to run for president, you can't go around hectoring people about Latinx. She will fucking adjust. Okay. If she just well, then, Israel, that's fucking good. important. I, I've always thought that she's very smart, very, very smart person. And I've always thought that uh, the things that she talks about is the way that I would like to see this country go because we're, we're truly fucked. With this climate crisis ruling especially that took a, a lot of authority away from the Environmental Protection Agency, which was created by fucking Nixon, by the way, during the Nixon administration, the EPA, but apparently... So now uh, the 10 years that scientists say that we have to do something about keeping warming down below 1.5 degrees. So, you know, I don't have children. Keith doesn't have children. Anyone listening who has kids, you know, it's not going to be that great. All those extra kids that are going to have to be born because of the abortion ruling, it's not going to be that great. You're going to be dealing with a real fucked up situation whenever i think that our situation now is fucked up i try to project 
40, 50, 60 years from now when these storms are far more commonplace, the fires are far more commonplace, the planet is fucking dying, there's fights over water, what, you know, fucking Mad Max is breaking out for real. You know, when that kind of world comes around, I will be long dust. I will be dust by then. I will be, as Kansas put it, dust in the wind, Keith Hartel. A song I had to hear far too many fucking times. Sorry. Yeah. End of rant. I'll put a pin in it. Except how are you feeling about the Kiss tour where Gene just said that Ace Freely doesn't have the physical stamina to do an entire show, but if he wants to come out and play on the encores, him and Peter Chris are welcome. Well, oh, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, here's here's a, from, you know, having read all the lore on the Kiss Ace situation over the years, it's like, I, I think if he, like, Ace, pro, I mean, I'm sure he could make it to a Kiss, like, concert, but there, they, he is. He really did. Like they put those guys back to the band, and they did totally fuck up again. And Ace is a recidivist, man. So, like, I mean, did I they put them back in the band, and they fucked up again. Meaning they went back to their old addictions, or they couldn't play the live yeah, shows. No, what do you mean? There was a show. Like Ace was starting to show up, and these are like you know, like you know, Tommy Thayer was like Ace's tech and his basically understudy, and he actually had to reteach Ace his old solos. For the for the when they first reunioned, wow. Hmm. So there was one story. This is a story Ace told, and or maybe uh, he was he was so late for one of these like big shows. They had Tommy Thayer in full makeup. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Gene Simmons considers Kiss to be a business. You heard it here, folks. But hey, the, the other thing is, though is that they think we got about Gene two minutes. Just so you know, go ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't mean to stop you. I want to hear more about Tommy Thayer and who's the guy on drums? Oh, Pete, um, um, Eric Singer. Okay. Um, yeah. But Gene actually, what he he says, Ace made, made like um, his financial demand was heavy, which I believe it would be, and rightfully so. And I think, and that's what he said why they couldn't do it with Ace. And I, I think I heard him say the thing of he said Peter wouldn't, and he kind of throws in Ace as an afterthought as far as stamina. But yeah, yeah. I think that they would want to do some bullshit like Ace part-time. And everyone wants just Ace. He's the best guy they ever had. And they, they never came to grips with that. We saw him live, you and me. Didn't we? Didn't we go see I, him at the late lamented, not lamented B.B. King Club? It was such a satisfying show. So yeah. perfect. Right yeah. on the money. Exactly what I wanted. That was a beautiful pre-pandemic memory. I've locked it away in my mind. Keith Hartel, I love you. Thank you for doing the show. I got to go. And say we'll say goodbye. And... Wish everybody a safe and happy 4th of July. Don't blow your fucking fingers off. Shoplifting's fun. We've all done it. But if you're going to steal fireworks, forget it. When them Chinese folks wrote on that label, light fuse and run away, they meant it. Get the heck out of there. Remember, stealing's not good, but if you're going to do it, don't steal fireworks. It's the law. All right, that'll do it for me, Chris T, here on Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. Sundays at 3 p.m., get yourself a hound howl, and then stick around for Mark and Miriam Crash the party. Do up chop chop of the air. This show will repeat on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and it'll become a podcast in mere moments wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Keith Hartel. Got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser?